Episode one, when she was bad, when she was bad. Can you believe it? Now that title makes sense to me. When she was mean and bad. When and she was a when she was B-I-T-C-H. Bitka? <laughs> when she was a bitka, when she got a new haircut, when she was distant from her, her from her family. Oh wait, that's still kind of like season one. Yeah. New hairstyle every time. <laughs> yeah, new new clothes every scene. I know. I actually looked up like okay. what the break was between season one, okay. uh, episode twelve, and season two, episode one. So it uh, season one finished on June second, nineteen ninety seven. <gasps> And there was a break for the summer, and this uh, episode premiered September 15th, 1997. So wow. we're still in 97. <laughs> Can you believe? <laughs> so I was looking at facts, and I was like, oh, yeah, we already went over all these facts uh, on season one. So it's the same. That's right. Titanic, Spice Girls, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's only a few months. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I watched the I watched this first season and the second season and most of the third season just from VHSs from my father. Mm-hmm. So and like definitely there were some episodes I got to watch with friends in person on their TV, but mostly mostly it was waiting for VHSs in the mail, which was very exciting. Mm-hmm. But a, a but a bit unique too. Yeah. But how do you feel coming back? Oh, I've been like it was. It was nice to take a break, but I really do love the ritual, and I, it's really fun to watch a show like this. Like, I, like it was intended to be watched. <laughs> yes. um, so I was very excited to come back, but it felt good to have a break because that's how the show is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but I was very curious what would happen. Uh, I don't even remember my predictions, but my predictions were that they would come back to school. Yeah. And something would happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> They came back to school. Something happened. Oh, my God. You're a natural. I know. <laughs> Although there was not one mention of how they drove a car through the school and destroyed it. Yeah, no. Those repairs must have just happened. Principal Snyder was like, hush, hush. Keep it hush, hush. Yeah. Don't, don't let the children know that another that, – don't give them any bad ideas about – I mean, if he wanted to expel Buffy, he had the perfect opportunity. <laughs> she, like, blew up the school again, but – yeah, she broke the skylight, but it was Cordelia, Willow, and Miss Calendar who drove through, drove the, through the school. It was <laughs> girls, girls gone wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marmar, I have to ask you, what's the sitch? I'll tell you what's the sitch. <laughs> so if you're a new listener, maybe you have some new listeners uh, to join on to season two, because I know season one is maybe not as popular as season two. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Uh, it's my favorite and <laughs> least favorite season right now. Uh, so what's the sitch is our section where Gianna asks me what's going on, and I tell her. I We walk through the episode, and I give you my thoughts on it. I'm Marley, by the way. We didn't even introduce oh, ourselves. No. <laughs> and I'm Jana, and I'm your resident slayer. G is the slayer. I'm the watcher. You're the Scooby. Uh, yeah. 
I know we haven't, they haven't really laid in that term yet, even still, no. but I'm using it here okay. because it's part of my, it's just actually a part of my own personal lexicon now. I'm the Scooby Muggle and G is the Slayer Lady. So let's start from the top. Yes. We open in the graveyard. Yes. As we should. Does every season open in the graveyard? No. Yes. From here on out. From here on out. Almost every single season opener opens beside a graveyard. Yeah. And this is where the tradition begins. This, it makes sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. returning to the graveyard makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. So, I just had that thought when I was watching it. Like, every season should open in the graveyard. Totally. Uh, it's Willow and Xander fun friend time. Aw, their friendship is so cute. I know. Yeah. They just riff. They talk about pop culture. They do such a good job of of making their friendship seem real and old. Mm-hmm. Like the way only you act with old friends. Mm-hmm. Like just goofing around. Yeah, they have like a like a um it, hanging out together. It feels second nature mm-hmm. and they have yeah, their own language and their own jokes and it's they do a good job of making it inside jokey, but not too inside jokey so that we don't hate them because yeah. we all know that, like, one too many inside jokes and the crowd will turn on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It should be mentioned, it should mm-hmm. be mentioned that this is the season where we get David Boreanaz in the credits. It's very important. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but I did cast, catch a guest star Christine Sutherland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't catch all of the other ones, so. It's just David Boreanaz. He's he's, he's really, a regular now? Yeah, he's the new, I mean, I mean, I just, that's, I just know that from, like, seeing his face and mm-hmm. drooling on it, but. <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about Xander's new haircut later, because uh-huh. uh, it must be noted, but. But uh, they have cute friendship time, also cute flirty friendship. They're totally. almost going to kiss, which. I wanted them to. I wanted, I want them to get together. I know they don't, like, because of what I know about the show, but it's very cute. I want them to, right now. But a vampire stops their kissy time. A vampire is, like, right, right in their face. Like, a stinky undead is right in their face. And it's so cute because they were just talking about how bored they were all summer because there was no vampires around. Totally. Uh, And then... Buffy shows up. It's like, hey guys. <laughs> oh yeah, way too cool for school. Um, she got her hair coiffed. She's got her little mini skirt and her jacket and very Buffy yeah. and just like pow pow. Yep. Uh, because she just went to the graveyard when she got back from L.A. Yeah. And she does that classic thing of being like, what did you do? Oh, nothing cool. <laughs> so like nothing. I didn't do anything. Nothing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's just in L.A. nothing. And it's like, oh right. I forgot. Everybody cool doesn't do anything. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we find out that they they buried the master under that tree in the graveyard. Yeah. And they got to wear robes. <laughs> Which so Willow is so stoked about. Yeah. <laughs> then we see Joyce and – what's his name? Nick. Hank. Hank. I keep calling him Nick. I wrote Nick several times in the notes. I hate him. I'm going to keep calling him Nick. <laughs> all Nick does, <laughs> all Nick Hank does is buy uh, Buffy neon platform. Oh, issues. they're amazing. Yeah, they I noted them. Uh, so Buffy just went shopping all summer 
Um, and I was like, did Joyce not phone them all summer? She's like, so how was the whole summer? Did Buffy do anything weird? I'm like, you didn't phone and, like, talk to them for the whole summer? She was busy in the gallery. Yeah, she was busy working. Yeah. <laughs> what does Hank do? What's I don't his know. his job? He looks like a car salesman. Yeah, he does look like a car salesman. Ugh. I was going to say he looks like he's in sales or he looks like he is like part of State Farm. State Farm is there. Like he's like going to sell me insurance. Insurance. Yeah. Yeah. He looks boring. He's always in like khaki. Yeah. Um, hate him. Uh, and then we are in school. Yeah. We go back to school. I was like, are they going to mention how the school was destroyed? No, no. They do not. But there's a nice little Snyder Giles scene. Yes, there is. <laughs> so, it, there was way more Snyder in this episode than in any of the episodes of season one. So, yeah. I can tell they're they're really putting him in there. They're yeah. like, here he is. He This is his point of view. Here's his character. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> he hates, he's the warden of the... He hates Buffy and wants, thinks she's going to go to jail. <laughs> he can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Uh, and Giles just bumbling there to Miss Calendar. So cute. Who got everyone got bangs this summer is yes. the theme. PC short, cute bangs. <laughs> I know Giles just has to tolerate Snyder. Giles does a great job. The writing is the writing is kind of wonky in mm-hmm. this episode. It's really endearing. I think a lot of the writing in this episode endears me to the show. To, to the season opener, I'm not sure it's necessarily, like, the best writing of the season. Um, but but the the little back and forth between Giles and Snyder really tells you the story that Giles just tolerates this man. Mm-hmm. And that he, he, he has – they've kind of decided that Giles has to keep his identity secret as well. Yeah. Because this man cannot be trusted. And so it helps us to establish that again. Yeah. That there is – a threat higher up than Giles to the anonymity of what they do, mm-hmm. and that is Snyder. And Giles has to pretend he does his job, which yeah. he just truly does not do. Well, his and Snyder job. likes to remind him, like, don't we have like classes to be in and like jobs to do? Giles is like, huh, huh. get back to the library. <laughs> just like forgets he has a job. <laughs> uh, and and it's so cute. Obviously, Giles is a crush on Miss Calendar, but mm-hmm. who wouldn't? She's so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, she went to Burning Man over the summer. Oh yeah, she cool. I I was like, holy shit, she's really cool. Like she went to Burning Man and did mushrooms and wrestled naked in mud. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what all techno pagans do. Yeah. But it's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. To, to old sweater vest Magoo over there. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. Uh, and Xander calls him G-Man. I know. <laughs> and then he says, don't ever call me that again. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Marley, you're kind of a techno-pagan. What do you mean? Like, I guess I mean <laughs> What is a techno-pagan anyway? I think what I mean is you're a cool nerd. <laughs> I think that's what I mean. Oh, okay. You're a cool nerd. You're like, you do the museum's Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Miss Calendar would totally do the computer lab's Instagram or the school's Instagram. Yeah, like, I am a social media queen uh, <laughs> for museums, uh, which is super nerdy. It's not cool at all. But it's kind of like Miss Calendar. 
what does she teach? Math? Ca- uh, computers. Computer. Computer. Oh, yeah. Science. Computer we sciences. Learned, that's the that's the name of the class that oh, yeah. we learn in the Moloch episode. Well, the gang's all back together, uh, but it's weird. There's yeah, it's like awkward. some awkwardness. Everyone's like, and Buffy's being weird. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm ready to fight right now. Um, and then we go to Buffy fight training montage mm-hmm. where she's just kicking the shit out of blocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, it's just weird. She's being all weird and intense. Well, we learn from Nick Hank, dad, insert <laughs> insurance man's name here. Mm-hmm. Um that she was distant, mm-hmm. not not sulking or brooding was the two other things that she could have been. Only those three. Yeah, <laughs> but just distant. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think that escaping from Sunnydale, going to L.A. for a couple of months, at the very least a couple of weeks, um, well, probably a couple of months if she spent the whole summer there. Yeah, like two months. Yeah. It makes me think that that she didn't really have the opportunity to revisit all of this. Like, she can't talk about it with anybody. No she, one else yeah. understands. She didn't even she, call anyone. No. Like, um, I think Xanders and Willow say she wrote them a letter. Yeah. But then just didn't call them or anything for the whole summer. So she really took the summer away, away. hmm So upon re- returning to Sunnydale, yeah, we see this person who is yeah very different yeah being weird and not like Buffy is a playful like punny you -hmm. know she's always making little quips and she's just being weird and and distant and strange yeah uh so after the training montage we see the 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 new vampire preacher is what I wrote he's like preaching in a factory warehouse thing uh, and preaching to the, the newly converted vampires, and Colin is back, baby! <laughs> Colin, a.k.a. the Anointed One. They never call him Colin, but his name is Colin. Yes. That's his name. His uh, name is Colin. <laughs> and this is kind of amazing. I really didn't expect it. And I mentioned in the finale that I was really disappointed with yeah. his his role because I thought it was boring. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they brought him back to do another. I don't know if he's going to come back after this, but I mean, he is still alive, but but I'm glad he got to come back and do something. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, so that was excellent. Yeah. I feel like he's sort of like baby Jesus in, <laughs> in like a weird way. And like all of these, or like he's like this prophet and all these vampires and preacher vampires come and audition at the feet of, at the feet of baby Jesus to like be, I don't know, daddy. Yeah, be daddy. <laughs> be be his their the disciples or something. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 does feel like he is this prophet or he is this special. And it's very cash. He he doesn't do anything. Yeah. He just like is there. Yeah, he just has unquestionable perfect power. Because he was so close to the master. That's why. And I think, and he's part of that prophecy. Mm-hmm. And the anointed one, I think, is also a powerful vampire. He's mm. not just any old vampire. Oh, we haven't seen him do anything though. True. I wish. True. I want to see him have a vampire face. Well, he has changed clothes. We'll get to that. Yeah. He looks like the master. Baby master. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. Uh, um, and then Buffy has 
this dream of Giles killing her, yeah. strangling her, and Willow and Xander just watching. Uh, and he, she rips off his face, and it's the master. Yes. Is this? I didn't look it up. Is it the ma- is it the actor that played the master? Oh yes, yeah. Oh, it's so nice to see him. I miss him. <laughs> I know. I knew you would. I love him. I was like, oh. Uh, so uh, she is de- She is having trauma. She's having PTSD. Yes. Like she, she's dreaming of him. And she's, I mean, I've always interpreted that. I'll be the first to say that, that like daddy issues are, <laughs> daddy issues. Issues. Are, are a big reason why this show is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's no secret. And I think that's like super common with lots of people who like the show mm-hmm. is they're like, you know, they just have it in common with Buffy. Daddies. Daddies. <laughs> so many. And it's it's honestly like a super important theme to unpack for uh like people in general growing up in the eighties, nineties. Yeah. I we watched we, over the holidays we watched a lot of like nineties movies, like Christmas movies, a lot a lot of the classics are yes. from the nineties and they just always have divorced Parents, single dads, like the Santa Claus. Like, uh, there's just a huge theme of single parents in the 90s. Well, and it complicates things. Mm -hmm. It complicates the way families work, the way children process things. So really what, to me, that scene is about is is not trusting Giles or or starting to feel like – yeah, not being able to trust this man who has sort of held this super duper position of authority in her life, mm-hmm. and like, what's the biggest? What's the biggest thing that could f- screw up Buffy's life? What's the biggest betrayal that could happen? And it would be for Giles to betray her. Yeah, you know, basically, Daddy. Yeah, ba- basically, who is the actual parent in this entire show? It's Giles mm-hmm. to have him be replaced by this master who also knows her intimately Buffy even says that in the episode like we killed each other it's a thing we're like we're really close now yeah so intimate (laughs) so it's this thing I think what it basically is talking about is trust and and this inability to trust well and the burden of of forming emotional connections is that you care about them when something happens to them so uh it's so common to start to cut cut yourself off from everyone to try and protect yourself because yeah. if you don't have anyone, then you won't have anyone to yeah. care about if if they're lost or totally or they can't hurt you, you know. It's survival. You're protecting yourself from being being triggered again or being re-traumatized. Totally. It makes this episode is kind of like all of the episodes that should have had a bit of a bit of carry forward and talked about the the things that happen when people you know, eat a principal or yeah, kill each other, kill each other, or try and rape each other. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this episode is like, oh, okay. The show is going to try and discuss trauma. Yeah, now. we're gonna try and yeah. They, this episode is really talking about the trauma of the entire first season. Totally. Like bringing the culmination. It in. Yeah, yeah, of all these things. Because then uh, after this dream, we are in the bronze. So oh, we're we in ha- the bedroom with Angel. Oh yeah. Never mind. Angel, and then we we're go to almost the in the later. bronze. Yeah, yeah, we're almost in the bronze. Angel comes and wakes her up from her dream. Yeah, and it's like, "Hello, I'm Angel." <laughs> and he's in the exact spot. He's in the exact spot where she. They have that beautiful smooch. Kiss. 
and he jumps out the window. Yeah, and then he loses his control, mm-hmm. and yeah, he he shows his true face and terrifies her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he he lied to her about who he actually is. He didn't tell her who he actually is, and she's punishing him. Yeah, and also, I mean, doesn't want. To entangle herself yeah. with anyone right now. She's trying to cut herself off from every person in her life is yeah. what she's doing. And I think there's a part of her that's, like, reminding everyone that's, like, hello, this is a super fucked up situation. Mm-hmm. If we could if we could not pretend that it isn't for five seconds, that would be great. Yeah. It's sort of Buffy's, like, mantra. Mm-hmm. And I'm a vampire slayer and you're human. Like, there's a difference between you and me. Yeah. I died, you didn't. And she's just being a teenager, too. too. Like, just being, like, meh, like, pouty and, like, bitchy and not really communicating her feelings, like. Yes. Or asking for things she needs or talking about anything. She's just deciding to cut everyone off. Totally. Well, we get that great scene uh, with Cordelia, too, Mm -hmm. before we get to the bronze where she's like, hey, so many demons, blah, 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 (laughs) demons. Yeah. And you see, and this is before they go to the bronze. This is their first mm-hmm. hint, um, and this is where Cordelia is also caught up on Buffy's new dude. <laughs> but yeah, you get like you get that great quote from Buffy, uh, being like, "You don't tell anyone I'm a vampire slayer. I won't tell anyone you're a moron." <laughs> and Xander's like, "That was good. A little too good." Too good. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, Buffy usually isn't that mean." Yeah, like Cordelia is, yeah. but Buffy's usually not. Although Buffy said some shitty things oh, for about sh- Cordelia. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah. 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 So then we get to the bronze, right? Then we are going to see Chivo Mano. Oh. Who the fuck? What is – I wrote down Chivo Mano. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's what Chibo. Is, Chibo? Yes. Is um, this a real band? Yes. <laughs> Let's – I mean, it seemed like a real band because they, like, really talked it up and then had many scenes of the band. Yes. But I don't know what this band is. Yes. So Chibo uh, Mato, it translates, it means crazy food. Oh. Um, And they played um, the song Spoon and Sugar Water. From their record, Viva. And they were pretty big in the 90s. They seem very cool and weird. And I recognize that song. And I cannot tell if it's because... It's because of the show. Yeah, I probably... <laughs> I don't recognize it. But um, they're super they're super weird and super cool and... No, I was like, why is this weird cool band just playing for children in we the We also Bronx? get... I'm pretty sure it's Alison Krauss who's singing... Um, when Buffy's in the car, when Buffy goes to, so when Angel leaves the bedroom, mm-hmm. and and Buffy's like, "I missed you too." Oh, you're uh. gone. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, let me just check it though. So at the bronze, while you're checking that, Xander is drinking, I think, a coffee, and Willow is eating something that is creamy, like a ice cream or like a cream thing, because <laughs> it's a coffee shop. <laughs> but it's not a coffee shop. It is Alison Krauss. It's the call. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I want. <laughs> it really, it really. If you let it, it will, it will pull your heartstrings. You just have to let, let it. it. <laughs> Don't know 
some very like sentimental musical stylings yeah. of this episode. Yeah. Uh, so very good. Oh, it's this. This is where the music of the bronze and the music of the show. Like this is where we're gonna start to get Sarah McLaughlin. Oh yes. And this is where we're gonna start to get like like I'm gonna say it. We get Biff naked. <gasps> we're gonna start to get cool fucking almost always lady musicians. It's so great. Amazing. Well, Willow and Xander are drinking their okay, yes, coffees get back to this. and <laughs> eating their croissants with cream. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and Willow tries to do the funny flirt thing that they were doing. Yeah. And Xander's like, where's Buffy? I know. Sad. It's it, sad. It is quite brutal. Mm-hmm. And then that humiliation of being like, oh, that was only a bit when... When Buffy wasn't around. Yeah. Ugh, it's awful. It is. And then we have a little flash to the vampires digging in like a one inch of dirt for the <laughs> master's bones. I was like, they buried it so shallowly. Like, how did they expect no one to just come dig up these bones? Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's a bit, um, it's a bit much. Those vampires, also those those actors can't really do much digging with those like nails. Va- yeah, with those, that, that costume those costume hands yeah they're like <laughs> it's like meat hands like pawing at the yeah. ground i know it's weird you're like those don't look like hands yeah weird. i know I, I know i was like oh yeah that is pretty strange <laughs> yeah but colin's there directing the excavation of the master's bones so. and he's heartless he's heartless he's, he's heartless he's yeah, like, like dig dig in there um so now we know they're getting the bones for something mm-hmm so, Angel and Buffy have a little convo at the bronze. We go back to the bronze. Um, Buffy shows up in, like, we'll talk about it, but in, like, her little black dress, like, looking fab. Sex kitten. Yeah, there to, like, be fabulous and, like, be mean to oh, everyone. Yes. She's in her, like, mean girl outfit. Yes. Um, She's very harsh to Angel. Yes. And then she just goes and, like, has a sexy, really long, sexy dance with Xander. Yes. It's so awful, like, watching her do it. It's awful, and yet also there's a part of me that is like, Xander, you deserve, you, you, I mean, this is, this kind of manipulation is, is, is rotten. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's an eye for an eye kind of old school, um, you, you try and rate me. And I will tease you and then tell you to go fuck yourself, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. So there's a part of me that's like, no, Xander did a terrible, terrible thing. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, this, this is intense. And won't take no for an answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. a clear, no, I just want to be your friend. Like, stop trying to hit on me and stuff. Yeah. So, but, so I don't feel that bad for Xander. I feel bad for Willow and Angel. For sure, for sure. Especially Willow. It's so mean. It's so mean. Like, Buffy knows that she likes Xander. Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, it's amazing they forgive her in the end of this episode because this is like some real bitch stuff. But, you know, they learn about why she's doing this because this is so unlike her. Well, and I think what you're seeing too is the power of a slayer. And yeah. I'm just going to say it. Like, this is, this is like Anakin dark side shit. <laughs> this is like, oh, if Buffy was a different person, 
if the powers of the Slayer were in a different person, it is the dynamic doesn't always have to be sweet, cool. Hey, you want to come along for the ride? Mm-hmm. Protector of the of the of the uncool people at high school. <laughs> they can also be, you know, this is a person. Yeah, she's just showing her power in a very different way. Yeah, she could just be like evil or bad. Yeah. That's fun too. Yeah. So she's our hero. We're watching a different hero mm-hmm. in this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, and then Buffy's like, "Fuck, fuck all y'all, bye." Um, don't you wish I? Don't you wish I would? What does she say? Um, uh, did I ever thank you for saving, saving my, my life? life? Don't you wish I would? And then just like, bye. Takes bye. her coat. Doesn't say goodbye to anyone. Doesn't even look at Willow. Fuck, it's horrible. Yeah, and she and. And then Cordelia, this is nice, actually. Buffy's, like, leaving, and Cordelia (laughs) comes in the alley and is like, listen, I'm queen bitch here. Like, this is weird for you. Like, get over your shit because you're being – throwing everything off. Yeah. I'm the bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's like, you don't know what you're doing. I've been doing this a lot longer than you. My whole life. And you're not going to last a single week acting this way. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. She's like, let me give you some advice. One bitch to another. Oh, I just love it. What does she say? She says something like, oh, she says something like, I don't really care about you or I've never really liked you, so I don't really, so I don't really care what you think of me, mm-hmm. but here's my unsolicited advice. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And then, and then Buffy's like, fuck you, bye. And vampires come and get Kidnapper. Cordelia. Um, and it's great because they're, so in the background of this whole episode, there's like little plottings by the vampires and Colin, they're like digging the bones, they're grabbing Cordelia, you don't know what's going on, but they're doing something um, that nobody is really aware of yet. Yeah. Then Buffy goes to the graveyard on her way home. Yeah. She got a, she's sort of obsessed. She's like thinking about it. She's scared. She's scared. Yes. Um, So she goes maybe to make sure he's still there, but he is not still buried. They got him. They got him. Mm Mm-hmm. And Buffy has a little flash of the master. Yeah. It's not really him. Being right there. She's scared. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Willow, Xander, and Giles have a meeting <laughs> to discuss Buffy's issues. <laughs> In the, like, main foyer. Foyer. The foyer. <laughs> I don't think we've been to this place in season one. Yeah. This, like, common area. They've been there a few times now in this episode so new location yeah the like common lunch room the school now has more than just hallways for us to talk in there is now a common area yeah but but the common area means we can't talk openly we have to kind of talk in code which is always fun yeah word plays and not talking about demons outwardly so uh joss whedon wrote this episode and directed so that's a joss whedon we can see there. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they have their little meeting uh, and talk about what to do about Buffy because they're like, this is fucked up and weird. What do we do? Yeah. And they surmise that she has some issues around yeah. the master. I'm glad they don't spend a lot of time guessing what it is. It's like, oh, she died. Doi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're like, okay, we know what it is. The problem of the episode is what to do about it. Yeah, like what do we do because she's pushing everyone away. Yeah. Like we can't. Really push back. Like, that won't work with Buffy. So what shall we do? Uh, And then she shows up. 
Buffy shows up, and then they all go to the library. Mm, I just have Rock with Cordelia's cute choker on it. Smashes <laughs> through the window. Yeah, they do. They go to the library. Mm-hmm. Well, they get, I think they get broken up by Snyder. Oh, yeah. Um, Being like, get out of here to your you have jobs. class to go to? <laughs> and don't you have a job? <laughs> yeah, and it's very funny. Um, and, uh, and then they're, they all convene in the library. Maybe to do research. I don't know. Um, and the rock with Cordelia's cute choker comes through the window. And there's like a ransom note, like, come to the bronze if you want to see them again. Uh, and it's a perfect trap for Buffy. She wants to fight. She's like ready. She wants, she's kind of got a death wish almost. Yes. Like, she's like, just wants to be doing something and getting in fights. Well, she, and, and I don't, see Buffy as having the desire to um, do the emotional labor that is being a a killer, being a vampire slayer, and managing a bunch of friends. Hmm. And she doesn't communicate that very well to them because she says things like, can we get a little less from the civilians, please? We're talking, this is a vampire slayer thing. (laughs) And Willow's like, what is wrong with you? She actually just says it. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with you? Yep. Which I love. I I love that. I wish that happened more in real life when someone was bothering you. And this happens in romantic relationships. And and and, and I, I'm sure it happens in friendships too. But I just – it's very satisfying to hear a friend be like, look, you're acting like a bitch. What is wrong? Just tell me what's wrong. Yeah, no like, one talking around it. It's probably because they're talking about vampires in the end of the world. So you, you get to go there more often. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the stakes are high often, so you can just say what you think, uh, say what you feel. Um, And Buffy's mean again. She's like, I don't want to fucking take care of you while I do this. Even though it's so funny because, like, half the time they're saving – like, Xander saved her life. Like, if if he wasn't there, she would be dead. Yeah. The master would have killed her. Willow has also saved her, like, many times. Like, they – she needs them. Yeah. But she's blaming them. She's blaming them for this feeling of vulnerability. Yeah. I, yeah, again, I think it's, you know, when I've had shitty experiences in my life, I take it out. You take it out on the people who are close to you. Yeah. Where you can't keep the, the mask up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So, yeah. And Angel follows her. Yep. Um, to the warehouse, where, or wait, to the bronze where she's going to into the trap and she tries to get Angel to fight her. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Ugh. And this He wants to. Well, she wants to yeah. too. There is like a we can't be together romantically, so let's be together. Let's fight each other and yeah. touch each other. Yeah. While we're punching each other. <laughs> yeah. So it's I personally think that this setup is I mean, it's super unhealthy. I feel like you want to do this to people <laughs> that you love. <laughs> Don't oh tell God. me I'm wrong. <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't tell you you're wrong. You said it. You said my secret. <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> she wants no. to beat everyone up that she loves. I do. <laughs> you just let me beat you up. What does she say? She says, come on, Angel. Kick my ass. <laughs> It's so good. And she, like, moves her little butt. Yeah. <laughs> so tiny. I know. I just want to know, she goes into the bronze, and the decor is, like, so wild in there. <laughs> I, like, 
The swinging chair with the pillows. Yeah, there's like an egg. The, it's like a ca- wrought iron, like, egg <laughs> chair with pillows. And then there's like a horrible, like, Ikea, like, a lamp, like, lamp fixture. It's like multicolored papers on it. Oh, what the fuck is this place? It's so horrible. <laughs> but that's oh, all I caught. I love the shade the bronze gets. I never would have predicted that from this podcast. Not in a million, <laughs> not in a hundred Slayer's lives would I have. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> um, and it's obviously a trap. Everyone knew it was a trap. Buffy even knew it was a trap. She just wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but she didn't know it was a trap. She thought it was just a trap for her. She didn't know it was a trap for her friends. Yep. Um, back at the library. Yep. So she is like, oh, shit. I didn't realize if they had just come with her. <laughs> yep. And and so begins the, the different ways that Buffy's arrogance, um, her pain, mm-hmm. has sort of made her unable to sense or to feel to understand, to, like, think deeply about what's going on. She's she's just acting in survival mode. Um, and she's not listening to anyone else. And then the mistakes start to build up. And, and so, I th- yeah, we start – this is the end of Buffy's bitch. Yeah. Is this moment. Yeah, totally. She's back to reality. Like, her actions have repercussions. She sort of thought cutting herself off would sort of uh, rid – her friends of the danger, but it's done the opposite. Yeah. And so so she's back. Uh, she goes back to the library, and she finds Xander all beaten up. So cute. I know, and he's pissed. Yeah, he's really pissed. He's like, don't help me up. And, yeah. And he says to her, if Willow dies, I'll kill you. And I believe him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so cute. He loves Willow. Oh, yes. He loves Willow very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, we find out that it's the people physically closest to the master when he died that can bring him back. Is that? I think they need to be there so that in this ritual that uh-huh. he can, he can He can come. rise yeah. again. And it was Cordelia, Giles, Willow, and Miss Calendar. Yeah. Um, and they're all hung up like little piggies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this must have been awful to film. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. Ugh. Like, you could be up there for a bit, but damn, that would be hard to be hanging from yeah. your ankles. I, yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell. Because we don't see their full body. We see their full bodies in one shot. Mm-hmm. And everything else is half. Yeah. That would be hard, but it's effective. I'm yes. like, they're going to slit their throats like and pigs bleed. and bleed them onto the master. That's what they're doing. Yep. Uh, With that big fucking knife. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, and so then there's... A big fight. Big factory fight. Yeah. And Buffy's like, just let me distract them all. I'll kill them all. Um, so she goes and her stunt lady is doing very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is too, Sarah mm-hmm. Michelle Gellar. Uh, and the vampire priest brings out his big hammer. <laughs> uh, very cool. Uh, and uh, at the end of this, like, cool fight, you know, the... Uh, angels helping fight upstairs and they get the the piggies down and Buffy snaps this like burning flame. What is that? Why do they have that burning flame stick? Um, I'm not sure. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> candelabra. <laughs> it's like a wooden candle holder. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, the master always had many candles. Yeah, so he needs... I didn't know what it was. They're trying to recreate the Cave of Wonders you so enjoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's the factory, the abandoned factory. Yeah, it's the new bad guy location. It's like very Dickensian, yes. old-timey factory of some sort. Yeah. Um. So she snaps it, and then she stabs one guy with one end, and then she lights the other priest on fire. Which is how we saw the fake anointed one die, too. We see these religious <gasps> vampires yes. die by fire a oh, lot. Cool. It's great. It's Ooh, very it, cool. It's like burning the heretic. Or yeah, like yeah, yeah. Burning, burning the people who take... And he was very priestly. Yes. Yeah. With his bolo. Oh, Fucking cool I know. Guy. He looked cool. Yeah. Um, he was a really good one-off yeah. vampire man. Uh, and... It made me think, didn't you get lit on fire one time for a yeah, movie I, or yes. something? Yes, this is a total sidebar. But yes, I, I was lit on fire for a movie called True Fiction, which I actually found on Apple. Uh, you can like buy it for five bucks. I've never seen it. I just bought it. We so should watch I it. I bought it because I was like, did they actually keep any of the footage? And they did. Did they? Yeah. So you're on fire I totally it? am lit on fire. Cool. I'm lit on fire and I'm smashed in the face with a an iron club. And I smash him in the face, and then I get to do this cool roll. But I'm lit on fire. My chest is totally lit on fire. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's living your Buffy fantasy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I even make Buffy – like, I even made Buffy noises when I was You're like, on huh! set. I was. Hey! <laughs> 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 it's your true calling. You did it, G. I did it. I did a good job. I, I it, was, it was really, really fun. It was really, really intense. Mm-hmm. And – but, yeah. Yeah, being lit on fire is – it's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I, I just thought of it because he was lit on fire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he dies and, and he, he burns dies. and yeah. he gets dusted. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then Buffy takes that big-ass hammer and just smashes the skeleton apart. I yeah. was like, wow, they should have done that in the first place. But it's amazing. Um, cathartic. She smashes all the bones to dust and then she just starts crying. Yeah. And Buffy doesn't cry very much, like, especially, like, sobbing, like, crying, crying, crying into Angel's shoulder. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Big, strong man crying into his shoulder. And everyone is looking at her and, like, everyone on their face has, like, the understanding. Yeah. That they didn't know why she was acting the way she was and now they know. Well, and they're watching – how cool is it to watch – your friend actually, like, actually get some closure. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing, too, right, is Buffy didn't really get any closure. They go to that dance. Mm-hmm. But you can't know, after an event like that happens, you can't know the nightmares, the things that will follow you after that event. You mm-hmm. can't know. Um, Especially when she's so confident and she was so confident when she was sort of reborn and kicked the master's ass and and they're all just like, ha-ha, we did it. But, like, that's not, you know, you can feel like that even in the moment, but then you don't know how you'll feel afterwards. Well, and the master's gone. Sure, he's gone. But but not forgotten. But not forgotten. <laughs> not forgotten. <laughs> we love you, daddy. <laughs> R.I.P. But, uh, but it's like. In that journey of killing the master, you also get the big reveal that Angel is a vampire and that mm. they really have a, we said it before, a massive compatibility issue. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you also have this very, like, Buffy came back from the dead. Can the master, like, 
Yeah, there's all these questions. Of course, there is no rules in Magic Universe. Anything can happen yeah. is the truth of Magic Time. It's just, can they convince you? Can they make you believe it? Yeah. And that's how the show... Is it justified? That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's why we love these shows we love is because... Not because the the most wild and, and nonsensical things happen, but because we believe. Mm-hmm. So. And it's always metaphors for, for all these other things. Yeah. So, so this was great to... To have him almost come back was a great way to have some closure for Buffy yeah. and to talk about trauma. Um, and then we have the little button ending where where Buffy's like, my friends hate me um, and they'll never want to be my friends again. And then Willow saves her a seat and they just start like chatting and they're like, everything is going to be fine, Buffy. Yeah. So we bronze in tonight? Wednesday's kind of beat. Well, we could grind our enemies into talcum powder with a sledgehammer, but gosh, we did that last night. And then there's a really long song, sentimental song. It's somewhat on the keys. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's very 90s. Grade 2 piano. Special, like everything's gonna be okay, <laughs> and they're like, Duh. like everything's fine now. <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, lovely closer to yeah. close out the first episode of season two, and then we get the button of Colin being like, "I really hate that girl." <laughs> <laughs> he never talks, so that's yeah, kind of amazing. So <laughs> and. He's alive, so he could... I don't know if he's, like, just not going to come back, but they probably have to address him. He's just around. We'll find out. We'll find out. Next week on... On Buffy. <laughs> yeah, the Who knows? Vampire Slayer. Um, that was a pretty self-contained episode, so yeah. we'll see what happens this yeah. season. Sort of like episode 13. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, very good. That was The Sitch. The Sitch. Complete. <laughs> so let's move on to... Some Amazing. <laughs> there were so, <laughs> uh, there were so many oh. outfits <laughs> in this episode. Oh my god, tell me everything. Tell me everything. I don't I can't I wrote like two full pages. Um I can't go through all of them okay, because choose your favorite. It's just really interesting. There were so many scenes in this episode and yes. they went to a lot of places and I will say sometimes the continuity was, like, really wild. Um, Like, sometimes, like, just for example, in one scene they're, like, in the car with – Buffy's in the car with Joyce and her hair's up and then she's got thing. But then the next scene is, like, they're in the school. And and she's wearing a totally different outfit. A totally different outfit. It's, like, another day. Like, I don't know. It's kind of nonsensical. Yeah. They're trying to show us that, like, quite a bit of time has passed. Mm -hmm. Buffy didn't have just one bad day. She's having, like, eight bad days. Yeah. It felt like – few I, I don't know maybe it was a week maybe it was a mm-hmm. couple weeks I'm not really sure it feels like it's a week yeah about a week but so there's like a week's worth of um outfits <laughs> in this episode it's a lot um but just off the top Willow in her classic green <laughs> lime green jacket it is very scooby-doo yes <laughs> So is so is Xander's shirt. Mm-hmm. It's very like seventies. Oh yeah, his shirt is so long. It's so big. It goes down to like mid thigh. It's 
stupid. It's too long. <laughs> it's ugly. Um, and when Buffy like shows up, she's got her like new haircut and her cute outfit. She's got like a little silver mini skirt, very mm-hmm. Buffy, and her hair. So how it's different than season one. Mm-hmm. She's cut it like shorter. Yeah, it's like shoulder length. Yep, parted in the middle. Yep, it's very blonde. Yes. She sort of had highlights, dabbling with the highlights last season, but now it's fully blonde. Now Buffy is blonde. Yeah. Yes. Um, She's not just highlighted. Uh, she is blonde. And she's got wispy bangs still, but part, middle part, floofy. Joyce's hair is looking good still. It's not a big <laughs> triangle. It looks lovely. It looks, her curls are good. You say touchable, I say touchable. Touchable. They're touchable. Yeah, lovely. Um, It's too bad Buffy didn't get a little of the curl from Joyce, because those are just beautiful curls. Mm-hmm. But um, she got Nick's, like, uh, straightened hair. His hay bale hair. Yeah, his, his hair is so, he he's just like a beige man. Yeah. His hair is beige, his clothes are beige. I didn't even actually write down what he was wearing, but it was beige. It was khaki. Tan Ugh. France would be like, get those khakis out, out of here. Away from my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the uh, shoes in question, neon, yeah. like a green, yellowy green. Yeah, they remind me of like a yellow Sharpie. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Platform sandals. Oh, yeah. They're wild. Cordelia shows up. She got bangs. And her the hair is, like, lighter. It's, like, um, because her hair was quite chocolatey brown, like, darker chocolatey brown in season one. And now it's, um, it's, like, milk chocolate brown. Yeah. And we have some, like, bronzy highlights or something. Yeah. It's, it's highlighted. It's lighter. It does look like they've all come back from summer vacation. Yep. So she's got her, like, lighter hair. Everyone's got bangs. Miss Calendar got bangs. Everyone has bangs this season. Uh, did you have bangs when you were this age? Yeah, I got bangs when I went into grade uh, 10, and they were a hit. (laughs) (laughs) They were a hit, people. They were, they were a hit. Mm -hmm. They were a hit. And I, and I got bangs. I did it. I got the bangs. I did the bangarang thing during COVID, during this past pandemic. I got bangs, I think, in the fall. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was fun. I don't have as much fun as Buffy or Cordelia or Miss Calendar or any of the people have with their bangs. Well, with you don't have a hairstylist to, like, make your bangs perfect every yeah. day. <laughs> and I just lay at home and let them, like, get grease to my forehead. So that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if pandemic bangs really work out because no one can see them. Yeah, no one can see them. You don't – your identity doesn't do that, like – changement thing that happens when you get a new haircut. Yeah. So everyone's got bangs. Giles has a polka dotted tie, so very snazzy. Oh, yeah, he Uh, does. It's like red polka dots. It's cute. And a striped shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. He's like power clashing his patterns. He sure is. Yep. It's cute. And then another Buffy outfit, which I really liked, was she's also at school. God, there's so many outfits in this episode. But she has a white tank top on and then high-waisted gray pants. Oh, yeah. It's so cute. It's so cute. And very – you could wear that today, like, easily. Yeah. Because it's watching, classy. It's also quite masculine mm-hmm. for Buffy. Mm-hmm. It feels like it should be Cordelia yeah. wearing wearing that. And she doesn't do, like, high-waisted things. And they weren't – it wasn't that popular in the 90s. So it's kind of an interesting choice to go with this high-waisted pant, but it looks cute. Yeah. It looks really cute. I love it. I would wear that. 
Uh, Willow does have a cute floral dress on in one scene, which is sort of her 70s inspo. Uh, I would wear the floral dress. I think, is that at the bronze? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, it's, it's an all over, it might be buttoned up the front, like yeah. 90s style. Um, I have a few 90s button up <laughs> dresses Button like up that. the front. Yeah. And then Buffy's little black dress at the bronze. Oh, yeah. It's so hot. It's so hot. And it's so classic. Like, that's why the little black dress, I mean, everyone needs one because you can wear it. That You could wear that today. You could wear that in the 90s, like, anytime. It's got that low back. Low back. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. You can't wear a bra with that. Oh, it's so sexy. Yeah. she. It's very sexy. Yeah. And she's doing her sexy, I don't know, it's very... It's just going to make, like, a clown reverence, like, Joey. Like, she's in her, like... <laughs> well, she's a femme fatale yeah. mm-hmm. in this scene. And she's punishing everybody. High status. Yeah. Black. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, Zenner was wearing some ugly button-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all I'll remark on him. Oh, later, Giles has velvety pants on. I swear... <laughs> They're like, they're not khakis because Giles is usually a khaki or like a weird black like slack kind of guy, but they're like luscious. They're velvety, I swear. I have to go back and get a screenshot of the gram. Okay. But they're... Are they a color? Do you remember? They're sort of... Like purple? No, no. They're like greeny beige. (laughs) Like kind of khaki greeny. Okay. Okay. I'm very curious. I don't know. What will the material turn out to be? I wonder if it's corduroy. It might be corduroy, but it looked – you know, corduroy has a velvetiness. It does. Um, and depending on how, like, thin or wide the, yeah. the line of cordu- cord- the corduroy – Yeah, corduroy. They just – it looks so <laughs> soft and velvety. It's so weird uh, and big. Um, but very good Giles pants. Oh, and God, there's just so many outfits. Yeah. Willow wears these overalls yes. with like a yellow shirt. So cute. Like sometimes her five-year-old style is so ugly, but like the overalls. And like. sometimes it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's more, it's usually more ugly and more infantilizing yeah. than not. But yeah. And they chose overalls because they were like, oh, this is what children wear. But like I wear, I have overalls. Like, oh, yeah. every cute people wear overalls. And they're so. so 90s. Yeah. They're so 90s. Yeah, yeah, So, very good. I'd wear that. They also look kind of soft. They don't look like denim. I don't know what they are, but they also look velvety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Buffy wears this little spaghetti strap, like, pink crocheted yeah. top. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so tiny. Yeah. Oh, and then my last note on some assembly required, is her, Buffy's last outfit is so weird. She's got, like, a white t-shirt on, and then she's got a sweater um, over her shoulders. Like, you know, preppy thing, you tie your sweater over your shoulders, but it looks like it's just pinned <laughs> with, like, a safety pin. I, I honestly am like, is that a mistake? It looks stupid. It looks yeah. fucking dumb. No one would, I like, mean- safety pin... Like, your sweater over your shoulders. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very, like, 1950s. Yes. Like, I feel like we 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 time-traveled and went into the movie Pleasantville for a second. Well, she's, like, 
did this sexy thing and now it's like preppy good girl thing is sort mm-hmm. of how I read it. But it looked dumb. Mm-hmm. It didn't – like you can tie it. You can't like safety pin it. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Stupid. Uh, and that's all I had. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. There were so many. But I had to – I just had to write down oh, of course <laughs> all you of do. them. <laughs> so listeners at home, this it's not usually – you don't usually explain what you just did after you did it, but that was the section. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was the section some assembly required where Marley, our resident fashionista, takes us through the nineties fashion and gives us the gives us the dealio. Yeah, I hope you liked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it hasn't made sense by now, um We'll come back next Join week. Join us we'll- next time. <laughs> We're just getting back after the break. We need to like get back into it. Yeah, I feel my little my little rusty Slayer Slayer stakes. Uh, Do we have anything for Bewitched, Bothered, oh, and Bewildered? Yeah, that's a think? section. That's a section that we do sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, where we talk about anything troubling in the episode. Yeah, uh, anything that is. Weird or racist or fatphobic or homophobic. Or, or maybe just doesn't – like has changed since 1997, which will be so many things. It will be so many things. Yeah. But maybe the things that, a, you know, a show that is actually really trying to do a good job of taking care of its viewers, kind of when it lets you down. Those yeah. moments, you know? There are things – I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate, I will not tolerate. I didn't really clock too much in this episode, just, just, it's still a mostly white cast, except mm-hmm. for our lovely priest who, our star vampire yeah, our star priest, yep. priest of the week, um, so, uh, we'll see when, I don't know if there will ever be, like, an actual regular character, uh, on the show that's a person of color, but... That remains to be seen, but it sure does. Certainly not right now. Yeah. So that's something to just keep a watch out and uh, keep an eye out. And uh, certainly, the show would look different today. Oh yes, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Yeah. Most of most of what I like, most of the feelings that I had that that made me uncomfortable about this episode all had to do with the the con like with the story with the content. Mm. Um. There wasn't much that brought me out of it. There wasn't really anything that brought me out of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like Buffy's being mean. So she's saying mean things and doing mean things. But it wasn't too – she said – she she said worse things in other episodes. Like um, just – she said like a bunch of fat phobic shit in other episodes. And they didn't do any of that in this episode. She was just sort of being really bitchy and mean I mean, in other ways. Like, yeah, that, that – Outing at the bronze is really brutal. Yeah. But we know Buffy is trying to be really brutal. It's sort of what you've talked about when Cordelia is a is being a super bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of like, well, she is a super bitch. And it's in character and justified, you mm-hmm. know, in the story. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Buffy was sort of justified in the writing and in the story to do that in that moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky moment, that moment in the bronze. Like, that that searing look that Angel gives her when he's like, I can't – well, first of all, he says, I can't help that I've done something to upset you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why – what would give you that idea? So she gaslight, gaslights him. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, the harsh, you know, 
uh, did you think I'd be pining for you? Did you think I'd be waiting for you? I moved on. And then goes and bumps and grinds grinds on Xander, who looks very uncomfortable. Looks like he's like, okay, what is this? They're like, he's like, oh, we're going to dance, but... And then, it, 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 like, when Buffy circles him and walks around him, you can his arms are down. He's like, what is yeah, happening? He's Yeah, he's very uncomfortable. He's like, this isn't, this isn't a Fun. sincere moment, or yeah. we're not in the same moment here. Yeah. And then, and then she says that amazingly horrendous thing. Yeah. It's horrible. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, not, like, nothing, nothing too wild stuck out to me. No. Or the... Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. No. Okay, what's your favorite quote? What's your favorite quote? There's so many good ones from this episode. So at the end of every episode, we say our favorite quotes (laughs) from the episode. (laughs) Uh, So I had a couple. Um, I love at the beginning when Buffy goes, Hi, guys. Miss me? (laughs) It's it's very Buffy uh, to just be like, Hi. um, And then... Cordelia, God, I love Cordelia. She says, is it possible to have too much character? <laughs> yeah, adversity really does, like, character building. Yeah, I know. Is it's it possible so... to have too much character? Oh, it's so cute. I love her. Uh, and then <laughs> she also asks, uh, Cordelia asks the Willow and Xander, did you fight any demons this summer? And Willow goes, yes, our own personal <laughs> demons. <laughs> To cover up. <laughs> yeah, it's so And Cordelia's cute. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Our own personal <laughs> demons. <laughs> I love, one. I really, I really love, come on, Angel, kick my ass. <laughs> I love it so much. You say it to everyone. I do. <laughs> In, like, not those words, but yes, I do. Um, and I also really like, bitch. Like, when Willow's like, she's being a, a B-I-T-C-H. And then Giles says something like, um, Willow, aren't we a bit old for spelling things out? And then Xander goes like, Bitka? <laughs> like, we get this great. Bitka? We get this great, like, we might be old, but <laughs> we're none too smart. Stupid. <laughs> we're none too smart. Stupid boy. <gasps> also, when Giles says, what do you Americans refer to as issues? <laughs> I know. If it was, if, if Buffy was a little Giles, or if Buffy was a little British vampire, we would get this, like, this, yeah, the the Slayer would just be, like, so very compartmentalized and they wouldn't talk about their issues. Issues. Uh, drink tea and slay. American. Plunge. Plunge, next vampire. Plunge. <laughs> we did it. Oh, it's so good to be back. And we're back, baby. Just to dust off those A little cobwebs. rusty, but thank you for joining us. Uh, we're, I'm very excited to see what happens this season. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen mm-hmm. from that episode. Mm-hmm. We're Anything. Gonna, we're going to be seeing the next episode next week. Yes. Uh, we'll be watching all – how many episodes are in this season? Like 22. We're going to watch all 22 episodes, one per week. <laughs> there might be more than that, but I think it's 22. Cool. Well, uh, I hope you're along for the ride and you are watching along. Ooh, so fun. You can follow us on Instagram at my, my best, best friend, friend thinks she's Buffy. Buffy.
We also have an email. My best friend thinks she's Buffy at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Yeah, you can email any comments, questions, concerns, whatever. If uh, you like the podcast, it would help us if you could give us a review. It's always a great way for people to find the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any review will do. Any review will do. <laughs> Uh, uh, so just do that on, uh, wherever you get your pods. We're on all the, we're on all the platforms. We sure are. (laughs) Okay. Until next Next time. Let's see if we remember how to put this up. Uh, (laughs) We're going to go do that now. Bye. I'm going to sing us out. Sometimes Jenna sings us out. Arg-ger? Ger. Arg.